0: Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.
1: What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Physical touch is more than just one of the five love languages. Humans and other animals actually experience it as therapy. When your skin comes into contact with other living things, your brain produces oxytocin. Now, some folks know that as the love drug, but mostly what it does is lower your stress hormone levels, also known as cortisol. So when you pet a horse or do one of my favorite things and hug a tree, oxytocin can also start to promote healing in your body. But we live in this big city called Chicago, and I love it here, but I don't have a cuddly pet or a roommate at home. And in the winter, most people ain't out here hugging no trees. We still need to keep those hormones regulated, though, in order to feel well. Beatrice Sesk is the founder of Chicago Rewilding Society. She's a Chicago native who fell in love with greener pastures as a child, so she understands the value of connectivity among humans, animals, and nature. Beatrice tells us her story through Shy Sounds Like, a series produced by my colleague Ari Mejia on our sister station, Vocalo.
0: My name is Beatrice Sesk, and I'm the founder of Chicago Rewilding Society. We are a nature sanctuary and neighborhood dreamscape, and this is what Chicago sounds like. When I was very young, we lived in Ukrainian Village, and then my family moved to Logan Square. We were in Palmer Square. And then when I was like eight, we moved to the north side around Devon and Western. I live in Garfield Park. I am just east and north of the park itself. I feel like Chicago has so many different pockets that are like distinct and discreet from one another. And I like that about Chicago, too, where it just feels like secret after secret And even after being here, you know, most my life, I've been gone in little spurts. I still keep discovering Chicago. And she's so big that there's always parts of her I will never know. And that opportunity for discovery and fascination and surprise over and over and over. I like that I will never, ever know all of the faces of Chicago. And we can just like treasure hunt and adventure seek and there will always be more. So that's my favorite part of Chicago. I think the main challenge in Chicago is like a lot of the bureaucratic systems that can feel like you're up against more than you can even process because it doesn't feel sane or fair. Me, personally, I guess dealing with bureaucracy is the most frustrating part. The way that wealth is being concentrated and that's just like getting exponentially worse all the time. So many people and animals and just suffer as a consequence. So that's really heartbreaking because I'm like, Chicago, you're so beautiful. My eldest dream was to have a horse in Chicago, and I think part of that is when my family lived in Palmer Square, we had an apartment across from the square, and I thought, ooh, we could have a horse here. My mom's from Kentucky, so sometimes we would go to visit her family, and that was so unlike my Chicago family because, you know, there were animals, there were woods, it was just a totally different flavor, a totally different place. People spoke different; It was just magic. And I loved going down to Kentucky, and I was like, we could have a horse in Chicago, you know, as a little girl. When I was 18, I went to university there and I competed on the equestrian team and I took riding lessons as part of my class curriculum. I was an agricultural major. I had a work study at the horse barn and I lived on the university farm. I've also toured internationally working with horses and goats in the circus, mostly as a lovely assistant So there was some performance, but most of it was just like me shoveling, me maintaining animals on very small acreage, me touring with animals, making sure that they stay safe and healthy and exercised. And then I moved to Garfield Park because there were five vacant lots next to this house and it was not inhabitable, but I was like, I don't mind. I'll live in a trailer in the yard. I want this because I want to get the five lots next to it to have a horse. And then I was here five years before I got the miniature horse and I thought, well, let me start small and see how people feel about this. And the response was overwhelmingly positive. And then when I brought my full-size horse here, again, I was scared. I don't know, what are people gonna think? And it was like magic. It's overwhelmingly positive. So that's how it started and that's how I became emboldened to be like, let's try with the bigger horse and let's try with the goats. My name is Beatrice Sesk and I'm the founder of Chicago Rewilding Society. We are a nature sanctuary and neighborhood dreamscape, and this is what Chicago sounds like. There's a series of Night in the Light events put on by the Garfield Park Community Council, and the woman that runs those is a longtime neighborhood resident. She'd asked if I could come with the pony and do pony rides, and there would be, like, bounce houses and dunk tanks and live music and bicycles and tons of kids. And it was just a blast, and the kids had a lot of fun, too. It was, like, really It felt really special for me to get to witness a lot of people, not just children, but a lot of people interacting with a horse for the first time in this sort of like fear, attraction, sort of surreal moment that happens. And that felt really like intimate and special. I liked that so much that we thought, okay, let's start a nonprofit because at a certain point, this becomes maintaining these animals And doing volunteer work becomes something that's a little bit outside of my personal ability. And my hope had been, oh no, I can just subsidize everything. I can just do it. And then the reality is I can't. We started Rewilding Society because I'm looking for support to be able to do more with them, like go into Chicago public schools, bring the animals and have like, are we talking now about waste management? Are we talking about life cycles? Are we connecting it with existing curriculum that the teachers are doing? And like starting to weave them together, but in a way that's really fun. As mammals, right, we thrive on touch. We've realized with being in a pandemic and being in a quarantine, how much we thrive on touch. There's so many different theories, right? But like, one is that when we touch each other, we produce oxytocin. They've done studies of animals that do animal-assisted therapy, and they produce it too. So in this way, it's a symbiotic relationship where both are feeling better through the interaction. So on a really like base level, I think interacting with animals is therapeutic because of the touch component. We're socialized to interact with one another physically in a certain way. We're able to have a different type of embodiment, have a different type of socialization than what we're normally conditioned to do. And I think that's really exciting to be like, brush this pony. Braid his hair, try it out. He'll let you know right away if he doesn't like it. He will react and there will be a physical reaction. Now we're learning about how to respond to nonverbal cues and to watch and to listen in that way. I also think interacting with animals is really therapeutic, especially in a city environment because they appear so strange. So there's something that happens that I can't explain, but there's a moment. When people see the animals in a context that they don't expect, and it is like this whole strange, surrealist scene emerges, and people often ask if they're dreaming. People sometimes start crying. They say they can't believe what they're seeing. And then there is this like tenderness that emerges, where people want to touch them or just breathe their breath or smell how they smell and press their faces to their fur and say, wow, she smells so good. You know, And it's fascinating. And I think part of it is the strangeness that then drops us down into where we are now. And it starts to make everything strange where you're like, whoa, I have a body, too. You know, once you start thinking about it, you're like, aren't goats so crazy? Look at their pupils. Then you're like, oh, my God, I have pupils. That's right. I've been walking around forgetting about this body, forgetting about your body, forgetting that we exist as animals. And then suddenly seeing the animal that gets pulled up into the picture. And so I don't know what that magic is, but there's something. My name is Beatrice Sesk, and I'm the founder of Chicago Rewilding Society. We are a nature sanctuary and neighborhood dreamscape. And this is what Chicago sounds like.
1: This feature was produced by Ari Mejia for Shy Sounds Like on Vocalo Radio. To find more about the Chicago Rewilding Society, go to Chicago, R-E-W-I-L-D-I-N-G, society.org. And that's it for the show today. Thanks to Justin Bull and Sam Deer for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. Other music on the show is from Audio Network. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you in the morning.